The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders that's big time here in Phoenix are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game. DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day. Of the basketball playoffs offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Yep. That's right. Up to $10,000 in total prizes are up for grab each day. The best part, it is completely free to play. The DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit the most three-pointers to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get free your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Boomer Shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the farm. You know, Monty reminds his players, and it goes for us fans as well, not to get happy here. Stay hungry. Get better. Be better. Tonight, the Suns lost game three to the Clippers. It was a physical game. Some calls didn't go the Suns' way. It's a good reminder that winning in the NBA is hard. And it's a good reminder not to get happy on the farm. Unfortunately, as I bring in the fellas, there will be no chugging tonight as the Suns ultimately lose to the Clippers by a 14-point margin, 106-92. to Welcome, everybody, to the Suns Jam Session and Solar Panel Podcast. How are we doing tonight, gents? Good. Uh, good. <laughs> oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. fine we got the loss out of the way. Yeah, That's it's out of the way. Part. Yeah. I'm, Time I'm to make the adjustment with the fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm sipping. I'm, I'm nursing my injury and uh, yeah. and my beer or my soda, whatever I'm drinking. So. You don't know what you're drinking? It's a soda, I think. I don't know. It's a root beer. <laughs> so technically, it's both. Then look. Yeah. You're you're 100 right. You don't get happy on the farm because when you do, you get slaughtered. Well, tonight you got slaughtered. All oh right, uh, you're not you're nine straight wins. We knew they weren't gonna they weren't gonna wind up winning out to win an NBA championship. This is the playoffs, and winning on the road is tough, no matter what. They still have. Everybody said if they come back up three one, it's a win. Well, guess what? They can still come back to Phoenix up three one with a victory on Saturday and if the if the Clippers method for success is Devin Booker and CP3 shooting 10 of 40 that's not going to happen three more times in this series it's just not so if that's if that's what it takes for the Clippers to get a victory like this I don't think we're going to see it again I hope you're right Greg I hope yeah. you're right I think you're right I know you're right 
You know, it's just it <laughs> was a choppy after game. a loss like that. Though, it, it, it always mm. is. But I think Dave said the right thing. Let's get the loss out of the way. I didn't think we were going to sweep sweep this team. I thought it would be the Suns in six, and I hope I'm wrong there. I hope it's the Suns in five. But at the same time, like you got to remember. After all of the hype, after all of the positive, amazing things that have been said about the Phoenix Suns for the past week, you know, Kobe Bryant is uh, uh, Devin Booker, you know, and, you know, everybody is, is you know, DeAndre Ayton's now Hakeem Olajuwon, and, you know, everybody is so far up the Suns' ass right now, as well they should be, you know, relative to the fact that they are playing at an elite level, but we are still a basketball team that has potential to create errors. You know, Matthew, what was I telling you before this game? I'm like, the Suns will lose if the guard play is less than... Uh, optimal. It's something that I feared coming into this series was n- knowing that the Clippers are better perimeter defenders and like to uh, fuck with our guards more than the Jazz would have. So you you saw that tonight. The game plan that Ty Lue implemented, coupled with you know some refereeing that was allowing some physicality on one side yeah, of the, the ball, not necessarily in- the other. Included, uh, uh, you know, the referees being part of the game plan. That's what it felt like, yeah. though. I didn't know you well, told me that, Don. I thought you were just lose. talking about the shirts and how much you sold yeah. your shirts. That's what you're talking about before the game. <laughs> no, we were, ta- we were talking about uh, Elmer's burritos. Elmer's burritos. You know, the Suns so. didn't lose because of the refs, though. They got they nah. let the refs get into their heads, but the Suns didn't lose because of the refs. No. They lost because the Clippers had all the energy, had all the momentum. Guess what? They were playing like a desperate team. Now you could you could look at this two ways. You can look at it like uh, the Suns are two tenths of a second away from being down to one in this series. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it in the way of the Suns had to lose a game. It was it was not going to be two straight series sweeps to make it to the finals. Uh, one of these one of those things is they're both probably true, but uh, one of those things is more true than the other. And I think it's that the Suns were bound to have a loss. Devin Booker, you know, when you got a broken nose and you go out there and you try to play, and this guy's still swiping at your face and you're getting hit all the time, it's going to hurt, and you're going to lose you know you're going to lose your depth perception a little bit. Uh, Chris Paul looked like Jesus. He looked like I felt after getting COVID in January. I mean, Chris Paul, yeah, he may not have had any symptoms. He may have tested fine, may not have had a fever and all that. But that dude did not have the same energy in his body as he's had in prior games. And maybe that was just because uh, he wasn't making his shots. But I really felt like he was low on energy in this game. Look, anybody that's that's sick at any point, uh, you know, even though he was supposedly asymptomatic, his body was still fighting something off. So the fact that, uh, you know, and he sat for, for 11 days. So like, I just, people ripping on him. Oh, well, it must be. He didn't totally sit. He was on TikTok. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, sure. He, was he dancing, danced yeah. with his kids. Yeah. But look, <laughs> there's going to be rust. I'm not concerned about Chris Paul. We know what Chris Paul can do. I'm not overly concerned about, about what went on with him. We expected that you know that Booker may have some issues with that nose. The thing that concerns me most is Patrick Beverly in general right now. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy is an irritant, right? And and they need to find a way to stick it back to him, and and they need to find a way to stop the chirping a little bit. And they didn't tonight. Mm-hmm. And I said it. Earlier today, when uh, Saul and I were talking with Eddie Johnson, you know, I said it a couple times. You can't give this Clippers team irrational confidence. That's my biggest concern about tonight. Is now that this clip, this Clippers team is, can go get in their own heads, going, "Oh, we've done this before. We can do it again now. Look, we we proved it 
in game three. And the Suns can't let that continue. They have to make a statement in Saturday. Even if it's even if they lose, it, it has to be close. They can't give the Clippers uh, another game like tonight. That's when there could be a sign of trouble. Well, welcome everybody. Hey, Saul. Champ session. I, I, welcome, I, Saul. I, I want to see, see happy there. Saul. Yeah, I don't I see happy. Saul Saul. I, I, I don't. I don't see. Happy Saul right now. Well, how how you doing, bud? You know, you know. I think Espo had said it on Twitter. You know, this this is eerily reminiscent of several Suns games that they had lost earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, I think I'm more disappointed uh, in, in tonight, not in terms of the result, but just. I mean, the first half was ugly for both teams. It was not pretty. And it just looked like the Suns could not get their footing whatsoever until about midway through that second quarter, they build up a lead. And then they kind of gave it right back, only up by two at half. And my biggest takeaway from this game is exactly what the Clippers said. The Clippers said, we've been down 0-2 before, not a big deal. We're still just as confident as ever. And they came out and they proved it. And until the Suns proved them wrong, or any team in the NBA proves them wrong and eliminates them somehow – they're still going to feel that confidence all the way till game seven. And so if you're the Suns, I'm sorry, but game four is a must win. Like it's a, it's a must win. And, 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 and Espo's going to sit there and, and squint in his face and all this other BS. I don't care. Yes. Yes, I, go. I don't care. If you go down 0-2 and then you bounce back and you tie this series up, you're just like the Utah series. No, this is not. exactly what happened. And everybody was no. talking about, well, they didn't win game three without Kawhi. And the Suns got Chris Paul back. But guess what, guys? They still did it. They still beat the Suns with Chris Paul back. It, there's Chris, nothing Chris Paul played like he still had COVID. Chris Paul's not going to play like listen, Kevin Booker has a broken nose. Hey, guys, I don't listen. care. We can make all the excuses we want. I'm just telling you that the Clippers have this false confidence, quote, unquote, which I believe is actual confidence. I don't think it's false confidence. They've they've done it before. So what makes them think that they're not going to do it again? Let's I'm not all, saying that it's going to let, happen. Let's all I'm breathe. Not gonna, I'm not saying it's going to happen. So, let, let, I'm let's just all saying crack open a happen. beer. I'm scared, John. Damn. Let's I'm just scared, relax. The sky just it's, hit me. It's okay. It's okay. The Suns are going to win the series. I'm just saying exactly. Every, everything's going to be okay, but, everybody. But not, Saturday's a must-win. Listen, I've got a little song for you guys, okay? I'm going to sing a little song to settle everybody down to remind you <laughs> that this was just one of them days. It's just one of them days when I want to be all alone. It's just one of them days. When I gotta be all alone, it's just one of them Listen, guys. Uh. To think things through. <laughs> John, My now heart's we're in misery. Son, son is lost. Oh, we're, not gonna cool. get, we're not gonna get paid now, man, for this YouTube. Yeah. Oh, who cares? I do. Who the cares? sun's lost, and now I'm not gonna get money. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Facebook just stopped. I promise you that. Let's yeah. L- see. You you weren't earning what? the money anyways. <laughs> hey, I was I was out there earning, dude. It's called the Big Brother program. That's what I'm with with John. He's you the one. Take that Invisalign out to earn that money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, let let let's kind of start at the beginning of this game and walk our way through it. You know, I think that 
Oof. Well, yeah, we do. That's what we do. We analyze. We look. We, wow. we try to seek adjustments. Uh, for me, it was a weird vibe at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. A late arriving crowd, which LA is notorious for. They're doing kind of some of the, the camera shots of the crowd, and you can see a bunch of the seats are just empty, and it's like halfway through the first quarter. But still, you see Booker in a mask, which let, let's talk about Booker's mask. Should he have gone with an all-black carbon fiber mask? or I don't think like, they can anymore. Is it legal to wear a Batman mask? Because that would have been pretty cool, right? I don't think they can wear anything but clear masks now. I, yeah, I somebody tried that's to a rule. wear a black one. Yep. So much opportunity there for marketing. You can put the PayPal logo maybe on it and everything. Like Make a, put a, make a couple extra Nike on the side. I don't care. But it was a weird vibe in there. You had Booker and Paul both started 0 for 9 from the field. And then you had 7 fouls in the first quarter and three turnovers in the first quarter i mean from the get-go you could t- see that this team was out of sync the way that chris paul you know dave said it and i agree 100 percent. you could tell this is a guy who one hasn't played in 11 days and two is coming off of covid he seemed fatigued he was taking that pace that the suns have played with throughout the playoffs and slowed it way down i'm talking like ricky rubio bringing it up the court down where you're like dude get across the court you know before you hit 15 seconds you know and you're you're seeing the Los Angeles Clippers pushing the ball, pushing the pace, trying to get their team in rhythm and passing the ball around. And the Suns were really dedicated to just simply running half-court offensive sets tonight. And you couple that with the fact that they weren't shooting the ball effectively. And again, the Clippers weren't necessarily either. But there was no sense of urgency in this game. And I hate that term, and I know a lot of people do, must-win game. Every game in the playoffs is a must-win. You know, but this is one of those games where, I mean, you could really, as we were talking about Espo on our last pod, you could be the one who knocks. You could be the one who takes your foot and put it on their throat. And it was more of a reacclimation of Chris Paul into this offense. And what really hurt the Suns is the fact that campaign went down with that sprained ankle because you saw when he first came in, he played four minutes tonight. He played with pace. He attacked the interior. He did what campaign does not having that moving forward could be problematic for the Suns. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to talk adjustments. How'd they win the first two games? They played a fast pace because that's the way campaign plays. Tonight, they played that slower pace that Chris Paul is used to, and it didn't seem to work against the Clippers. Now, wait, 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 wait. wait. Now, when they can't <laughs> shoot, that doesn't help. You know, yeah, but- okay. This <laughs> Let's not get ourselves into such a rut that we believe that the Suns were better with campaign. No, 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 no. Like Chris no. Paul played terrible. That's what happened. Correct. I love that, I love that we're Paul saying played. he played terrible, and he still had 15 points and 12 assists. He too. played yeah. terrible. <laughs> which, is, which is exactly what um, – Five for 19. My, I think that's exactly what Michael Wilbon said before the game, that he was going to have 15 and 12, and he yeah. exactly had 15 No, yeah, he, yeah, he, he said that before the game. He called shots. it. shots. No, that's Chris Paul. Look, he, he he played bad. I don't care what anybody – if you're just going to look at the box score, go right ahead. I watched the game. I, I was watching Chris Paul. The dude had no life in his eyes. He was moving real slow. He, he Hands on his control, knees. Hands on his knees. Look, how many times did he just hold the ball out uh, past the three-point line and then wait for the shot clock to wind down and then, then try to do a sidestep three? I mean – Chris Paul doesn't do that. We haven't been watching that all series. So, no, this was not the Chris Paul that is going to win a game. Yes, campaign played great in those first two games, but 
we're not, I'm not going to sit here and thank God. I hope campaign comes back and Chris Paul sits. I'm not going to. No, that. no, that no. That wasn't what I was saying. No, like, we're just exactly saying that what you were saying, having, having campaign available to come in and spell Chris Paul <laughs> has been effective all year long because he changes the speed of the offense. He attacks the rim. And, it, you know, that's always the difference. The, the, the problem with the seven seconds or less teams was they wanted to have a distributor coming in off the bench and they had Barbosa and they, and Mike D'Antoni didn't know how to make those correct adjustments because he wanted him to try to distribute. This team embraces the fact that campaign is who he is. He attacks the rim. He's not a primary distributor, but he can, when he kicks out to the perimeter and not having that moving forward, you know, each one more can attack, but he's not as effective. He's not as quick. He doesn't have the hesitation. So it's going to be really interesting to see how bad that sprained ankle is because of what it does for our sustained offense coming in from that second team. I would like to see, I mean, everybody's been clamoring for this for a little while, but I would love to see some Javon Carter, please. Yes, yeah, please. I mean, I don't know what is going on, why JC isn't getting in there. Uh, you know, he's a bulldog just like Pat Beverly. I would yes, love to see Javon Carter bed. on Pat Beverly. Let's go. Yes, yes. But also, the main thing that I'm concerned about, and I, it's not, I, like, don't everybody panic when I say this. I don't mean this guy's, like, falling off the face of the earth. I'm just saying, like, two games in a row, Pat Bev has gotten to Booker. Like Correct. we can't deny that, right? I don't. I, I, okay, he broke his. That? He has he forty points. Freaking no! He has forty points in game one, eighteen in game two, and fifteen tonight. How is that? How is that deniable? How, he got to him by breaking his nose. Okay, that's what's the difference here. Okay. It's not like his defense. His nose is still going to be broken in game four, so I, I don't give it. a shit. He's still got to play better. Well, I, and he's blocking his shots, too. I mean, multiple times he's gone and he's blocked his shot. That has nothing to do him. with a broken nose. Yeah, he's ripping him all like, the time. He's getting into his head. He's pressing him up at half court. He's doing those things that are going to take Book out of his game like Matisse Thibel have. The adjustment needs – Devin Booker needs to figure out how to – not allow Patrick Beverly to constantly slap the ball out of him when he's going, you know, with a left-handed layup or trying to create a jump shot. He's continually had... he's being he's being a pest. That's he is. his role, and he's doing it exactly to a T. Exactly what the Clippers need. So Devin Booker's got to figure a way around that in Game I, Four. There's nothing wrong with saying that. He usually does, though. It's funny because uh, Al McCoy was talking about before the game last game. He's like, if Pat Bev can do what he does and get annoying to Booker. I mean, it's going to be a problem. But honestly, I don't think he ever has. I think Booker has always one-upped them every game. I don't think Pat Bev has ever gone the distance every game to get under Booker's skin, but it has happened. But a lot of that is his nose is broken. I mean, underneath that mask must be mm -hmm. so fucking irritating. The way him and Chris Paul walked off the court today, it just looked like it was like, you know, it's just one of those games. Let's just get it over with. Chris Paul's face, because obviously maybe he was sick, but he just seemed like, you know what, this is not going our way. And usually it's like the first half, if they don't have any energy, they'll come back out the next half and they'll have that. They'll have a game plan, something. But it wasn't there either. Even early in the third quarter, the hustle wasn't there. The only guy out there with hustle was campaign. He got hurt. And then Cameron Johnson, he played 30 minutes tonight. Cameron Johnson was the only one out there that looked like he wanted to do anything. So the energy thing is there. They just have it. Terrence Mann, Patrick Beverly, those are two guys I'm like, I'm scared when they have the ball offensive, offensively, and then whatever they're doing defensively, they irritate these guys because they're having their way right now with the Suns. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the adjustments. I know they're going to be there for these two dudes. Did Cameron Johnson, would you say, Matthew, is he making the right decisions? 
He is. And John, I took that note. How many times did I take that note? Twice? Yeah, Three you kept taking that remember. note during the game. <laughs> All he during is. the game. He, he's, he's doing better than... Uh, Mikhail Bridges right now is hitting some big shots, but Cameron Johns is really stepping up in a big way. For sure. and, you and you have in the chat, uh, ain't no one better. Uh, threw down five bucks in the super chat. We appreciate that. Anybody who is watching along live, uh, you can hit us up in the super chat. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. He goes, how are CP book and pain going to get better with one day off? And you know what? That's the story of the playoffs right now. That's everybody. Yeah. Every, you know, every game, every is team different. is facing that right that's now. I mean, how did every they get bad with different. one day? How did that's they get so thought, bad in one day? That's what I thought was happening to the Clippers in the second quarter. It just looked like they were starting to just get tired. And I yeah. was like, Oh, okay. Well, the Suns are going to, they're going to blow them out maybe. And mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it just, it just stopped. And I, I, I'm still kind of confounded by this game. I, I, I thought the Suns were going to find a way. Even well, down the stretch when they were making their run, I was like, oh, man, we're just going to laugh at this post game about, man, the Clippers had every chance in the world to win this game, and they blew it, and then it didn't happen. And what's but, interesting about this game that I find is how effective Zubak was. I mean, 15 points, 16 rebounds, 9 for 10 from the free throw line, and I think that that's really what kind of set that tone in that first quarter was Mikael Bridges getting those two early fouls, Zubak into the line, and, you know, the whole team was essentially was in foul trouble after that. Jay Crowder fouls out. Uh, apparently, you can't – if you get elbowed in the face, it's not a foul. Uh, but if you yeah. lightly push somebody uh, when they run into you, uh, it's a foul on you. And, you know, again, I think that that's uh, what a lot of Suns fans are going to look at. This was – as I was going through my Twitter feed, looking at my Facebook feed, uh, checking out my MySpace page, everybody was really talking about how the it was it felt pretty one-sided. And I know that that's what happens – especially in the playoffs when you're the recipient of that. I think if you ask a lot of Denver fans, they would say the same, that there was some games that felt one-sided officiated. But here's the difference is it was a phys it was from a physicality standpoint. A lot of the things that the Clippers were doing were physical and they were getting away with, and the Suns were getting called with, I feel, were quite a few tick-tack fouls. Am I the only one who feels that? And, okay, good. That's home, that's home cooking, though. It I shouldn't mean, that, be though. It it shouldn't be, but that's the that's the reality of the NBA. I mean, that's just the way it's it's always been. I mean, we uh, I, I, so that doesn't surprise me. The Clippers are at home; they get some they get some calls, right? The Suns aren't going to shoot thirty eight percent again from the field. This is this is a carbon copy of the games that they lost in the regular season. Yeah, when their shots don't fall, there's no amount of defense that's going to dig you out of that hole, and they could not shoot tonight. Devin Booker couldn't, CP3 couldn't, uh, you know, everybody outside of, uh, you know, of Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges just struggled immensely tonight from the field. That's problematic, right? And, and But it doesn't happen on a regular basis. This is that one out of, out of five or ten games that this team has, and they're more the team we saw in that nine-game run than the one game we saw here. I, I just this, – this is the Clippers – coming home and doing what they were supposed to do, win a game at home. The exactly. Suns took care of the two in, in Phoenix. The Clippers got, got a win on their home court. If the Suns steal one on Saturday, if they come in and take care of business, it's it's another, everybody's saying, oh, well, it's over again. Everybody shifts back to that. This The Suns have home court. They still have home court. They'll still have home court if they lose on Saturday. That That's the key here. What about all That's that officiating exactly. in game two, though? I mean, I felt that, you know, we talked about the Scott Foster game and it happened to go in our favor, but, you know, home cooking, 
You know, oh, I don't I don't know how much not, we got. Scott Foster, it doesn't matter where you're playing, he's gonna find a way to screw a CP3 <laughs> team. So that's a given. What about yeah, okay, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, so not everyone speak up at once. Everyone's just like this podcast feels like that game. This is populated. Very disjointed like, right now. I'm gonna sure. go foul Matthew. <laughs> and and it will and it'll be you on him. Here? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock yeah. one of those Invisalign off of your forehead. I'll probably yeah, take it, it too, dude. Look, no. here's what, look, what happened in this game is that Devin Booker got two early fouls. He was already gonna be um hamstrung with his nose and with Patrick Beverly. And he got two fouls, so he had to take away all of his aggressiveness. He couldn't drive in. He couldn't do really anything he really wanted to do in the game. Mikel Bridges, if we remember, had got two fouls within the first couple of minutes and had to sit down. A minute uh, and 40 yeah. seconds. Yeah, there you go. Two fouls. So two fouls. Already had to sit down, so the rotations were messed up that way. I really do think that uh, Chris Paul is going to come in a lot uh, with a lot more fire on Saturday. I think Mikel Bridges just needs to stay out of foul trouble. You know, we were worried about DeAndre Ayton all year with foul trouble and worried that, oh, if he gets early fouls, he's out of the he's mentally out of it, blah, blah, blah. The guy who really has a reputation for being completely mentally out of a game after getting early fouls is Mikel Bridges. That dude, he needs to be able to get over foul trouble early in a game. It drives me nuts. He missed so many good threes where they were just mm -hmm. whipping the ball around, and he had a nice open shot where he's supposed to be able to make them. He makes 50% on the season. He missed about 5,000% tonight because he got those early fouls. And then he's like nothing like himself anymore. We need Mikel Bridges to be the guy that everyone thought maybe was the third best player on the team this year. Mikel Bridges is playing like the seventh or eighth best player. He's got to play better. You need Devin Booker to make his shots. I, I feel bad for him. I mean, if I had a broken nose and I was wearing a mask and breathing into that, we've worn masks for a year. We know it sucks to breathe <laughs> into something on your face. How the hell are we going to make shots in a basketball game? I mean, come on. There's holes look, in the It's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his oh, mask yeah. is the reverse look, of what we said, wore. Somebody said pregame. It's okay. He's got the mask on his face, but there's holes. If I wear Devin time. Booker's mask, I guarantee you I get COVID. <laughs> I know, right? It's just crazy. And then Chris Paul, I, he's going to get his energy back every day. I think he was his shot was off, but he was mentally off. He's got to come back. And I feel like Chris Paul, if anybody in this league is going to come back from having a bad day, it's going to be Chris Paul. The team is going to be focused. The guy who did play well was DeAndre Ayton. The problem was they, the Clippers started sinking down and doing triple teams and, and rolling, you know, sinking deep, leaving it up to the guards to score. And the, and the Suns mm -hmm. guards couldn't score because mm -hmm. Pat Bev and Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson, all those guys were, were locking up somehow Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And so then the rest of the defense sunk down. And every time there was a uh, potential for a lob or a, or a pass into DA that's been open all playoffs because those guys are making their shots. Suddenly now DA is back to the regular season where he's getting triple teamed on any role. So it was tough for DA in there. He was the only one fighting for rebounds most of the time. He, but he played real well. Cam Johnson played real well when he campaigned to get back. But you know what? If, if you can win two games without Chris Paul, you don't need campaign for a win. You need Chris Paul for a win. You need Chris Paul to, to show up. You need Devin Booker to show up, and I really think they will. If you guys remember against the Lakers, Devin Booker got under 20 points two straight games. Guess which mm -hmm. games those were? Game two, two, two and three. And game three. three. Yep. Guess what he did in the game after that? And then the game after that, he had 47 points in the deciding game five. He had a great game in game four. He'll be fine. 
Yeah, that's the best. Stop me. Hey. I already shot my wad before she said it. His 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 his, his stat was Mikhail Bridges five thousand percent five thousand five thousand percent. I didn't realize five thousand percent of his shots. I, I didn't go. realize two of five from three was uh, missing five thousand. Don't like five thousand <laughs> or five of eight from the, the field overall. Again, Espo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Finish Matthew. I cut you off. Please, hey, no worries, please go dude. ahead. Hey, He's we're not getting screen, guys. We're, we're not getting paid for this. Paid so for I can, this, yeah. I can give a shit. Um, no, I don't <laughs> even know what I was gonna say, dude. Honestly, <laughs> Aiden stays up there on on YouTube after playing music. If uh, yeah, okay. So I like how Dave broke that down because I was thinking when Chris Paul and Booker are having a hard time scoring, um, you know, give the ball to Aiden, but he scored ten points in the first quarter, so it's like give him the ball, and they were doing the triple team stuff, but find a way to give him the ball because. He needed it. He was the only guy doing anything down there. Zubak, whatever, however you pronounce his name, he is just so disrespected down there by the refs where I feel like anybody can get the rebound over him, put it back, and it'll be a foul, but they don't call it on Zubak. So I thought they should have just abused that guy for a while in the first half. I know they hung in there, but even the energy, though, Aiden had in the second half coming out, it was kind of slow. But... um. <sighs> I don't even know what else I was gonna say. Okay. I'm sorry. I always. <laughs> I, this is this, you. You know. You want to know what goes through Matthew's head whenever I do no. that? No. Fuck. When I'm looking at the big screen, I'm thinking about Dave. How he said I look fat. So now I'm just getting insecure. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah. This. It's I all, it's all, it, you know, you just, you just look full. That's all your cheeks are. Just full. Yeah. full. Hey, I look like a chipmunk. Thanks, dude. Like, poof, poofy, poofy. <laughs> we officially are glowing. the sons in the third Should we say quarter, glowing? Right? We'll say glowing. Oh, my God. Glowing yeah. with all the, with this all is going, those, this is definitely going off the rails like the sons in the third quarter for sure. Yeah. Aiden Watch 2021. Well, let's talk about a little DeAndre in there. I think Dave made a very uh, astute observation on what the Clippers were doing because the guards weren't hitting their middies. I mean, they, they were there. You could see that Devin Booker was definitely affected by that mask. He was he had a, quite a few of wide-open mid-range shots, and they just weren't falling down. A lot of the shots weren't falling down. As Espo mentioned, when you look at the overall statistics, the Suns ended shooting uh, a total of 38.9% and 31% from three. So... When that happens, it allows the defense to cheat in. And DeAndre Ayton, kudos to him again. You know, another solid performance. 18 points, had the nine rebounds on nine to 13 shooting. He was the offensive uh, force in that first half. And, you know, he had 10 points in the first quarter and then no shot attempts in the second quarter. And then nothing in the third and like a little bit in the fourth. It's just, it's frustrating when they're not feeding him as much as they are. And I get it. I get it. You know, to Dave's point. If you're going to shoot the way that you are, you don't need to. You can let them stand out there and just miss the shots. You can you can come inside. But what was missing in this game, and again, why I think that something is wrong uh, with Chris Paul, obviously, coming back first game and everything we mentioned, but something that needs to be uh, exploited and an adjustment that needs to be made is they were running no high pick and roll with Aiden. They weren't running any of it. And that's what where CP can start to cook and where he can get Aiton involved when he is feasting like he was. I mean, Zubak had a great game, but Aiton was really owning him. 
and they just didn't feed him, man. And that's frustrating. Well, I really think that was the defense, though. I think when when uh, when the guys are rolling with Aiton going to the rim and sucking down on him, Chris Paul was killing them. Remember, he had that thirty-seven points to close out the Nuggets. That was partially that was because the Nuggets decided Aiton was going to stop killing them. So Chris Paul made all the shots. Devin Booker has to be able to make shots, but those guys were passing up shots left and right. I know they took 40 between them, 40 between them, but it's amazing how many they passed up on that they could have taken. They could have taken 60 between them if they wanted to. That means the Clippers were giving them shots. The Clippers were daring them to shoot and they were trusting and that, that daring two all-stars to shoot the ball should go against the Clippers and won't be on their, on their side two games in a row. I'm not worried about this. But yeah, I mean, you were talking about the high pick and roll. CP3 got that several times. It's just we got to give credit to Zubac. He, he's he's got a long wingspan, and he makes it a little bit more difficult to shoot over than your normal kind of pick pick and roll defender, right? Um, he he did he does he's been doing a good job for the for the Clippers since he's been getting more run. Like even in game two, he had his moments, and he did tonight again. Like we can't take that away from from what he did. However. Chris Paul was off like and that. And I think that's that's the key here is that Chris Paul just wasn't Chris Paul. Devin Booker wasn't Devin Booker. Devin Booker looked like he was he was speeding himself up too much on his shots. He wasn't getting the lift that he was getting, uh, you know, in game one specifically. And and even in game two, when they were measuring him coming off of a pick and hitting that jumper to, to put the Suns up by one with less, less than 30 seconds left, like it just looks like he's too flat. Uh, the the shots were line drives. They even pointed mm-hmm. it out on one of the shots that he made. It was like straight into the well, back of the rim. Kawhi Leonard, the basket. yeah, very very Kawhi shot. Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard so, shot. Yeah. yeah, So so you know Booker's Booker's rhythm is off, and that's where the greatness of Devin Booker will come come into play here. I hope in Game Four and Five is that he's going to figure out Pat Bev's rhythm. And he's herky jerky. He's a tough defender for a reason. One of the best defenders in the NBA. Like you can't take that away from him. But Devin Booker will figure it out at some point. I'm confident of that. It just, you know, everybody else needs to come along too. And I think Chris Paul also, when he left, DeAndre Aiden was having a good good playoff. Let's not get, you know, let's not get that twisted. However, he wasn't as offensively dominant as he was like in game two, right? And so there's a little bit of adjustment there for CP3 to understand like, I can give it to DA a little bit more than I am. And I think everybody on the team needs to understand that because DA needs the ball far more than he's getting it look in in game four i want to see them set the tone early on pap everly hard picks don't let that guy get in a comfortable rhythm on the defensive end get him to to start jawing and 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 rattle him in that way i think you can i what they did not do tonight that they've done so well throughout the playoffs and in the regular season was they dictated the tone they dictated the Mm -hmm. physicality they didn't do that tonight. They were back on their heels. They let the Clippers be the one that dictated those things. They need to do that early in game four to make it very clear they're not going to put up with it. And the Clippers are not going to hit as many contested threes as they did tonight. There were there were so many times that they had a hand in their face. I mean, Marcus Morris, uh, you know, he had a few of those. Reggie, uh, Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just they're they're not going. Uh, Luke Kennard did too. They're they're not going to hit those. Suns aren't going to miss as many. Look, the Clippers uh, are the yeah. best three-point shooting team in the league. You have to allow for them to make all their make those so many three-point shots. What yes. you got to do is you got to limit the shots at the rim. And when they're when they're you know tonight, obviously 
Look, the other thing we haven't even brought up yet, and you, you brought it up a little bit, Saul, on, on Zubac being a better player than we probably want to give him credit for. But, man, in that first quarter, yeah, that was his job. His job was to be physical. His job was to get every rebound and score inside every time he got. He got, like, seven free throws and eight rebounds or something in the first mm-hmm. quarter alone. That set the tone that the Clippers just rode out for the rest of the game in physicality. And because that also gets in the refs' heads. The refs see, oh, this is the more physical team. We all know this. We all know the more physical, the more hit you first team gets the fewer foul calls. It just happens. That's the way the refs go. That's the way it is. And the team that is reactionary on the hits get the fouls called against them. So Zubat set that tone real early. Aiden can come out. And while he was really good in this game, he wasn't physical and and knocking Zubac off. And I think he can do that a little bit better in the next game as well. Um, But I really do. And and Saul, you mentioned it earlier. Javon Carter's got to see some time. I feel like how can Javon Carter not have gotten time tonight? That was crazy that he didn't get any time tonight until mop-up time. The other thing I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, you would think it would have been the last game because a lot of people from Twitter, usually like when everyone wants Javon Carter to come back, I feel like he does play the next game, and he just didn't in game two. Um, I expected him tonight, honestly, but next game for sure, right? He has to come back. Dude, I wrote an article about it. Yeah, like I thought that was the adjustment yeah. that the, that the mm. Sun should make when Pat Bev is out there to try to create some, or and Reggie Jackson too. Like when Etwan Moore and, and Campaign are your two guards, I feel like you got to you got to get Javon Carter out there because of his defensive prowess, because of his ability to pick guys up half court, because of his ability to pester and be our version of Pat Beverly. Although he doesn't, you know, nearly flop as much. You know, so I'm surprised that he hasn't had an opportunity to play. But in a game like this tonight specifically, you needed yes. a guy like Javon Carter to get in there and spark this team somehow, some way. Typical of what campaign had been doing off the bench. But then campaign gets hurt. Etwan Moore just doesn't have that juice uh, nope. to get, get these guys really uh, rolling. So Javon Carter can be that pest for you and get in, up in guys' face and get this team sparked somehow, some way, especially when he's he knows he's only playing a couple minutes. Like, I think that – and the other thing is, is that what the Suns have missed desperately in these last two games is just a, a, a tone setter – or not a tone setter, but a, a pacemaker, right? Somebody that's always going to hit that shot when you need it the most, you know, just to kind of keep the rhythm of the offense going, right? They haven't had that these last two games. These last two games have been so herky-jerky. You know, Mm -hmm. one team's up by six, then they're down by six, and it's just kind of back and forth, and there's no rhythm to these games, and that's where you miss – the Devin Booker consistency or the Chris Paul consistency. The Chris Paul yeah. consistency. And I think mm-hmm. when they come when it, when that starts to come back, game over. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about it because of that. I mean, Chris Paul, good lord. Look, it's almost like Saul and you were leading to it without actually saying it out loud to the end. It's almost like they need Chris Paul running this offense. The real Chris Paul, the one who makes the shots and and settles the team down. We all wanted it in the first couple of games and, and got lucky on the wins anyway. Chris Paul comes back tonight. He Plays like uh, you know Tyler Eulis a like, little bit, and that's like it's really Paul. it's a Cliff Paul, and it's tough to watch. I mean, yeah, he had the nice uh, box score Espo, but he didn't look good on the court. He needs no, to come. He, <laughs> he needs to come back and uh, have a really good Chris Paul impact game. You're not going to win in the playoffs unless your best players play really great. Mm-hmm. And Paul look, George look played really great for the Clippers, <laughs> but that's what happened. That's what happened in the first round. Devin Booker, 47 points in game five, game five, really set the tone. 
and, and, and to set the tone in that Lakers series. And then Chris Paul, 37 points in game four to close out the Denver Nuggets when they were desperate for a win. That's what you need, and that's what the Suns are going to have to get. Man, I tell you what, if, if uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul go 10 for 40 on Saturday, it's going to be a 2-2 tie. That's it. Yeah, that's line. that's not saying much. If if the, I will, I will, I'll buy you dinner if if Chris Paul and Devin Booker go ten for forty in any game in the re, in the rest of this series. I'm recording ten for forty is right not happening again. <laughs> You're, say it again. Right. You're gonna buy me dinner. I will dinner. buy you dinner. If they go ten for forty again oh, in this man. series, Dave, Dave, like, Dave like I may take, I may take you out for a nightcap after that too. All right, <laughs> nightcap. Yeah, that's Imagine me and Espo doing a nightcap. Hey, <laughs> it'll be it'll be wild. Yeah, look look. This I can record lot- after the Taco Bell dinner. <laughs> this Dave was like, I'm gonna record this as if this isn't already <laughs> isn't recorded. <laughs> No, I want it because then I, I don't know how to clip sound out of video, so I needed to record it independently. Just like I'm doing an interview of a player. This, this you to get a little stat me after hours. Ooh, <laughs> look, me later, look, baby. This guys, game yeah. reminds me of Game Three of the Lakers series. True. Suns didn't shoot well. It was ugly. Yeah. The Lakers. Pulled the little uh, shimmy shake, salsa mm-hmm. dance, all that crap. Mm-hmm. You had Paul George after he hits that stupid half court shot as if it was some skill, kissing to the fan base. The Suns remember that. He was kissing okay? to his hot ass wife. That's what look, he was doing. Look, Jay Crowder, <laughs> Jay Crowder <laughs> remembers yeah. that, right? I I'd have blown some kisses that way too. Like, Those kisses were to Kawhi, hey, hey. right? Yeah, those were to Kawhi. What was yeah, Kawhi was doing all the way up in the suites? Because What's he's got a torn ACL. You don't want him on yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah. they don't want the bench you, anymore. They have like yo, luxury things. He's injured. He's injured so bad. I feel like that they don't want to see him walking with a oh, slight limp yeah. or, they, they just want or even a brace over him the whole time. In, in camera, you know, and 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 when they were celebrating after when the um they were celebrating after their game six win. He was um, doing the work. Did Kawhi get off his chair to celebrate? No. No. Nope. Nope. He just he's sat there and he corner. goes. Yep. That That's how he celebrates, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is how he celebrates. Little, little golf yeah, laps. He, yeah, he would have gotten off his chair if he if yeah. he had a knee left. I don't think he has any knee left. But he's, he's probably like, gone. you idiots, we're still down 0-2. Finish the fucking game. That's probably what he's telling them. Ooh. Did that, did, Ooh. Should that uh, I'm just saying that's by Paul George have counted? No, they didn't. Yeah. Run, they didn't start the clock, right? Yeah, they didn't start the clock. I stopped it, rewound it, and like showed everybody who was here, Matthew and like my nephew, and I'm like, they didn't stop. They didn't start the clock. He, he got two dribbles and a shot half court. That in one second. Come on, man. One point one actually, second. We were yeah. watching it, and it was it was correct. I'm sorry. I'm just, what's fun about these games is we mute can just this be motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he didn't start the clock because he didn't. Are you going it. to? No, I, no, I, saying, I thought the clock started on time, so. I when I would watch the replay, well, then maybe I was like, you and Lissy can have a go out on a dinner date too. You know, I'll just be I'll free alone. any night. There's not a Suns game. I'm free. Yeah, well, no nightcap for you though, Lissy. Just for my mom. No. Can my mom come? She can just drop us. <laughs> she can just wait can outside. My mom come. 
Is she hot? Can we meet at the mall? Keep the victim running. Let's meet at the mall. Uh, (laughs) She's right around Dave's age. You know, it could be romance in the making. Mrs. Lissy is always welcome. All right. She can have her as a guest on one of these post games. It's fine. What the hell is going on in this show tonight? We just lost our host. She'll come on like she'll come on as a goddamn angel. We, we drove boat. we drove this car off the rails and, and John just said, Screw it. I'm out. Yeah. Boat can handle these guys. That's how that's how bad it's that was. It's usually John's mom we we make fun of. I mean, of if we go to pick her up and it's like some sea donkey that just shows up, man. I, I'm out. Sea donkey. You speak kindly of Mrs. Lissy. She's good looking. That's all. Defend she your mom, dude. She didn't have a choice to be Mrs. Lissy and have me as a kid, all right? So just just think about oh, that. Give her, give her, downhill now. Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking so about. So as we anymore. look at game four adjustments, uh, you know, one of the things that Espo mentioned is the fact that we need to try to set the tone with Patrick Beverly. I think one of the challenges with that is the way that he foul baits. So if we try to set the tone, we, we sell those hard picks. If he's flopping all over the place and getting fouls on us, you know, we're not doing moving screens, but he still makes it appear to be a moving screen. That's that's one of those fine line adjustments okay. as you move forward. Can do a lot more screens to get Patrick Beverly off of the guy they want. They don't want him on. I mean, that's that's just it. What they weren't doing is setting hard screens. Booker uh, was going out real wide around Aiden's yeah. Aiden screens and charges screens. They can do a lot more. They can have guards screening for each other. They can have Cam Johnson coming out and screening. They can have Mikel Bridges coming out and screening to force the switch. You got to force the switches, and if they're going to fight through the switches, you got to shoot over top of it. So it's just or or for, get the foul as he's fighting through, like everybody does against the Suns. Uh, so they they can get they can get over on Patrick Beverly by being more physical, and they haven't been. Look, just uh, you just need a hard like a hard screen from Da. I, I don't want Jay Crowder doing anything. He's too close to that technical line. Yes. Uh, if if he wasn't, I'd say let mm-hmm. Jay go take care of this. But you know, no, I just mean hard, 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 honest fouls. Uh, not hard, yeah. honest picks. Not even hard, honest fouls. Just I, I hard agree. Picks. The way Patrick Beverly reacts to everything. Yes. As as if he's trying out for some daytime soap in L.A. <laughs> like I I don't want Jay Crowder to be the guy to set that tough pick and then. Have uh have the master foul baiter in uh, in Patrick Beverly uh, get the get a technical called on him. I'd I'd be fine with Da getting a technical for setting a really hard pick and just setting the tone. It's the we will not back down from you. We do not care if you try to irritate us. We will hit you just as hard back. This That's- is Sparta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The master foul baiter yeah. brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Our mood is so much better now. Remember how we started this pod, and now that's we just why we great. do this. We come that's together. Why you, yeah. We come together. And if you're a master uh, foul baiter and need to make things smell or feel better, just don't use a clipper. No, we're not talking clippers until this series is over with Manscaped. Ta- by the well, way, we got lotions, quick. potions, well, and right. trim. Are we talking? Scissors. Yeah, scissors, right? I yeah. will lotions, say, lotions, and scissors. I, I listened to the podcast earlier today. I'm with Saul. I didn't receive scissors, scissors either, Espo. How did you Thank get the you. scissors? Yeah, you got these yes. special golden. Uh, yeah, you know, awesome. That's what happens. You uh, Manscaped just those, said, man. you know what? You do those reads so well, we're going to give you these special scissors. Yeah, so. I, it's probably because I don't do any of the reads. And for that, I'm sorry. So if you want to, go to Manscaped and use <laughs> code SUNSJAM 
not not solar jam or whatever solar panel just flaming colors save yourself 20 percent on manscape products or sun's jam it's only six letters nice easy for you easy for me easy for your balls or you could just use bleach and it works exactly jam star of the game Oh, I it's love Matthew you guys. Lissy for whatever the hell he just said. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so this is a reminder to everybody who is watching along live to please subscribe. Please hit the thumbs up button. And if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, please subscribe, rate, and review as well. If you're watching along live, let us know who your jam star of the game is. Uh, bleach. That's what a lot of people are getting. Bleach. Yeah, don't, bleach balls. Don't, don't don't do that, guys. Don't don't, don't, don't use bleach. Bleach balls. Bleach. <laughs> Isn't Sun's Jam <laughs> seven <laughs> letters? Yes, it's seven letters. I said six. We can't count. We count. can't groom properly. We got nothing no, going. We got nothing. But going around the room here, who wants to start? Who's your jam? Star of the game. Jam. I'm gonna go with Cam again. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Cam again. Uh, you know, you kind of expect 18 and nine from DA at a minimum now, so I'm good with DA. I'm gonna give it to Cam again because hey, he's he's had his best series of the three so far. Um, of the three series so far, he's played his best in this series, and I expect him to continue. And he's been good. Paul in the chat says Lissy's mom. mom. That's, That's my brother, Paul. <laughs> Come on, Paul. You're better She's than hoping that. To become the You're not invited over for Thanksgiving. Lissy's yeah. mom has got it going. That's, That's my mother-in-law, oh. Paul. You can't come over for Thanksgiving. Hey, John, there's a T-shirt. Start making T-shirts about my mom. Lissy's mom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's great is is Lissy's dad loves watching this show. So sorry, sorry. Oh jeez, wow. Okay, hey. So I'm gonna say Filthy the old star of the game is Jalen Smith for getting off the oh bench in the Western Conference yeah, Finals. Dicks get some. Love. That's how bad they played. They all played so bad. They oh. got to give it to Jalen Smith for getting off the bench, and he got a rebound in there too. I think. Wow. Yeah, he, he did. Finally he finally did rebound. it. Espo, who do you have? Plus two for the game, by the way. Plus nobody for the game. Nobody deserves the jam star. It was that kind of game. Look, I, nobody, nobody does. Us for watching that game. That's who deserves the jam star. Is what is slogging through that game. The fans deserve it for for watching that. All right, what do you got, Lissy? I got Cam Johnson. His comfortability, <laughs> his comfortability on the floor, especially in the Western Conference Finals, he's not very shy, and I love that. And I think he's doing a lot on in the paint. He's doing just a lot more that we didn't really see during the season consistently, but he's doing it during the Western Conference Finals, so that earns him the jam start tonight and a loss. I feel like a cam jam is coming. Like, do, can't you feel it? Like, yes, it's, yeah. it's going to happen yeah. in this series. I feel like, and then we're all going to lose it. Yeah. I have nobody for my jam. Like, I don't know either. Like, yeah, Cam Johnson is the obvious pick because he's the only one who I felt did something uh, positive. DA was fantastic when they fed him the ball. You know, continuing to see him play at the level that he is is great. But again, he wasn't having a good, you know, uh, uh, night on the box uh, or down on the blocks against Ivica Zubac or yeah. Zubac. And I think that that was Zubac. a big part of this game. You know, as, as you mentioned, he Zubac came out physical. And DA didn't mass, match his physicality, which we don't always expect from DA. He's more of a finesse player, uh, so he let him kind of get some of those offensive rebounds. And the Clippers, I'll, I'll tell you this: they're a team that if they get an offensive rebound, they're hitting a three. 
best three-point yeah. shooting team in the league. When they get those offensive rebounds, it's going around the court, and somebody's going to get a wide-open three, and that's just what happens. And that's why you can't let that happen. And that's been a great adjustment by them is like, listen, we're not going to play the five out. We have to have somebody who can be physical down on the blocks, and you know, Zubak really did that to set the tone tonight. So uh, that's, I, I, I guess, the I don't know. I'm, I'm with Espo. Like, it's got to be us. Uh, don't wear the orange jerseys again. They look bad. So, they're wearing they're wearing them every road game. This year. No, which is stupid. Yeah. They need we need we Where need that the purple. Purples? Yeah, we need the, the purples. Purple, I think they they if they're wearing black, you can't wear purple. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, somebody in the chat, Chris says Scott Foster's essence, which is the worst cologne ever. <laughs> if you were wondering, Scott Foster's essence. It smells like Black Panther. It's like Black Panther sweat. Sixty yeah. percent of the time, the Suns get screwed every time. Every time, yep. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, this, I think it's the fans also because we no longer have to hear the Suns in four crap because it can't happen this series. So we can put that to bed. Yeah. So that's a win as well this evening. So, Any hey, let me ask you guys. Yeah, I got a final it. thought. Um, how many? Uh, the Suns are the kings of the mid range, right? Would you guys agree that the Suns have the best mid range shooting team in the league? Yes, they mm-hmm. are the yes. monsters of the mid range. That is correct. Yeah. How many points do you think they had the mid range tonight? Oh, geez, like 10? 12. Yeah. I would say 18. 32. Eight. Eight points. Eight, Eight points Eight. in the mid range. That's, that's what you, uh, that's all you got to take away from this game. The Suns are going to get back to playing their game, and wow. there nobody in the league can stop them. Uh, uh, I want to know for and, and and the Nuggets weren't. I'm mean, scary. Excuse me. The Clippers weren't even trying to stop the mid range. It's just the Suns couldn't hit anything. Dave, I want to know for Saturday if that is the lowest point total for mid range they've had this season. That's oh, a good man. question. It's got to be. Ooh, it's got to yeah. be close. Got to be close because that's 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 terrible. Yeah, not good. And they've only made 16 threes in the last two games combined, the Suns, which is also incredibly low. So I feel like we're about to see an offensive explosion. Is it game four, game five? We don't know. The Clippers' defense is not that good. They're really reckless in their defense because they don't have a great defense. They didn't have a great defense at all this season. So I I think the the Suns are going to uh, have a breakout game really soon. Yeah, well, look, think, go, go ahead, Espo. I was just to say, look, for me, the final thought is, as Suns fans, don't give in to that natural instinct of being defeatist and acting as if the, everything is, is coming to an end because of this. I mean, that, you know, people will be like, oh, we're still cursed because Devin and, and Cam's ankle. Just don't go there. Nope. The things are still good here. This is one speed bump. It's one game. I mean, we were we thought the same thing in the Lakers series. We know how that turned out. Keep the faith. That's yeah. uh, that's my uh, my final thought. And Dave, just so you know, to kind of follow up on a point there, the Clippers had the fourth best opposing points per game this season and the uh, eighth best defensive rating. So they are a top ten defense. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's been it's. Patrick the, Beverly starting is is that adjustment. That's really what's kind of thrown things out of whack. And kind of bo- to both of your points, we were asking for the same thing of these Suns after those two losses against the Lakers. We knew an offensive explosion was coming, and that's what eventually happened. And especially in game, you know, once we hit game four, game five, game six, they just they remembered how to hit threes again. 
And it's going to happen. This team knows how to do it. They get a lot of open shots. How many? That'll be the fun thing to look at the advanced stats in the morning is to see how many shots were actually wide open for the Suns because they had a lot of them. The, the corner threes for Devin Booker, mm-hmm. the mid-range shots, they were all there. They just weren't knocking them down tonight. Like I said, they, it was a weird feel to the game. We all felt it. Something was just, it, you know, it must, was it, whether it be the referees or some of those missed early shots that just weren't going down, it felt weird. Even going into halftime, being up two, it's like we shouldn't be up two. Yeah, we played a yeah. lot worse. Than I couldn't we... believe the Suns had a two-point lead after that first yeah. half. Yeah, it was it was really a, just a strange field of game, and it, that's okay. Guess what, Suns fans? Winning is hard in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference Finals. You're not going to win every game. The goal: come out and win tomorrow, and by tomorrow I mean Saturday. And <laughs> if we don't win, then then win Game Five at home with that raucous, crazy crowd. We have home court advantage for a reason. You're going to need it. This yep. I, I said at the beginning of the series, this is going to be a tough series. Winning those first two games without CP3 was fantastic. It's how you want to start the series. But every game is its own entity. We'll look back at this one as the one where Devin Booker and Chris Paul just couldn't shoot. And our guard play was piss poor. And our mid-range shooting was piss poor. And uh, there were some bad calls. Yeah, but I mean, welcome to the NBA. So, Yeah, I mean, look, if they win game five, they win game seven, no matter what happens in LA, they win the series. That's Boom. that's still what, what it comes down to. So Matthew, any hey, final thoughts? Hey, no one better. Thank you very much for that big donation. What's I up? appreciate it. We always oh, appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, man. I don't know if I didn't see it. I was sorry. Oh, to go there you go. No, it's okay. It. Rally the ballet with a chick named yeah. Sally. God bless you. God bless you. Um the Patrick Beverly thing's gonna go away. It's last series. I think his coach was hoping he would foul out of games, right? So they didn't have to play him. He's not going to consistently be this way, so I'm not worried about that. Booker said very positive energy in in the locker room, so that's good to hear. You know that's going to be something that's always going to happen, whether they win or lose. I honestly think that the energy they're going to have next game, they're going to come back. They're going to win this in five, and uh, I'm not too scared of the Paul George and the Clippers. I mean, mean, let's be real. Like, If you're the Suns, if you're CP3, if you're Devin Booker, you, you walk in that locker room like, man, did we just crap ourselves? Oh well, yeah. Like, time to move on. Right. Like, and and that's yeah. what I I, I I firmly believe that they they will play their best game in Game Four. They've proven that basically all year long. Every time they've had a stinker like this, they've always bounced back. Um, that's why they didn't lose back to back games for quite a while this season. So I expect them to come back in, in strong in Game Four, and and even if they don't win Game Four. I think they're going to play remarkably better um, and and set themselves up for a game five, which I expect them to win. So, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, can I can I do the Lissy thing tonight? I, I, yes, I, I, okay. get, get so Lissy with it. Go go home and bleach your family. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank do you him, for joining. Wait, 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 before sun's... before we go though, there oh, I, for anybody out there, I think Espo's boy. Is doing a, a caravan out there That's to true. LA. Uh, yeah, Espo, uh, you want to plug that? Yeah, Tyler I'm... with the uh, Bird Gang Travel Group. He's heading up a uh, a bus out to LA for Game Four. Uh, check it out; highly recommended. So uh, I think you uh, can hit up his social uh, Bird Gang Travel Club and and check it out. I, it's going to be fun. I, I get it; it'd be much more fun if they were going for a sweep. 
but the Suns could use your support in LA too. And uh, so head out there. Uh, good cause, uh, good fun for everybody. It's a uh, basically a party bus. You'll be able to uh, drink away your sorrows from game three and get ready for game four on the way to LA. Jesus, so, that's uh, a six hour drive. You're going to be fucking faded by the time you get oh, there. Exactly. Dude, hey, uh, John, you can watch the stream in the morning and then jump on the bus and go to L.A. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Um, hey, John, uh, several people have asked where to get the shirt you're wearing. Oh, yeah. So this is Craig A. Hamill. And if you look behind Dave, he's got the same print up on the wall. Yep. Craig A. Hamill on Twitter. Check him out. He does oh, and he also talks. has a Western Conference Finals version available now. So, yeah, yeah Craig A. Hamill on Twitter. That'll give you the link to his, his red bubble site, page. It's red bubble page uh, where you can get the, actually that print in just about anything you want it on. Um, and uh, it's got a Western conference finals version that has campaign in it too. Yeah. And, and yeah. if we're going to shamelessly plug things, go to shirts.solarpanelpod.com and get your Armani mode shirt Armani as well. Mode, baby. All right, sweet. Well, we're hey, and more, if we're going to keep shamelessly plugging <laughs> I shirts, love plugging shit. We got the Valley Oop shirt on brightsideofthesun.com. Hey, custom and, there's like also, and there's also the Valley Oop shirt yeah, that I'll I designed in January. Us, that ch- check out the Suns Jam Session Redbubble page because we got all kinds of shit. We got a shirt with Booker's bloody face on it after game two. So, I mean, we got shirts everywhere. To, if you like shirts, we got shirts. Steve Nash's face? I want to have one with Booker and Nash next I'll make it specifically for you. I'll make it specifically right. for and, you. And if you want to know somebody that's wasting a lot of money, Saul's going to be losing a lot of money to EJ on the golf course tomorrow. This so this you can hear all about it Saturday yes. morning awesome. on the solar panel. So. Nice. Where are we Wiz, watching Wiz. game four? You need a caddy? No, bro. <laughs> no. I'm on caddy. Come on now. Yeah, he's got a. He wanders off into the <laughs> desert alone, Jack, thinking man. about where a, his ball is. I have a bad is. back, anyways. <laughs> where are we watching game four? I don't know. Hooters with house. the fellas. I'm just... <laughs> Hooters with the fellas is not a bad idea. I think Matthew and I are going to watch it at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers on uh, the 101 and Ray. Hey, whoever out there wants to join those guys, get out yeah, there. Come, Cold beers come, and come by, say hi, or don't say hi to us. Just like look at us from afar. <laughs> Matthew doesn't weirdly, like talking to people. Look weirdly at them, yeah, from, from afar. Yeah, so but don't on, talk to them. On if they that come note, near I can't you, believe, walk away. I can't believe we made it this long. Uh, enjoy everyone who's listening. Like, I hope you enjoy this. Everyone who's watching this, I hope you enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that uh, the last time we all got together after a playoff loss was after the Lakers, obviously did the whole LeBron, Andre Drummond thing. And the same thing happened. We leave this little podcast feeling better about what's going on. It's good to get together with Suns fans and kind of talk it out instead of being frustrated in your brother-in-law's room with a fan behind you and all the memories on the wall behind him uh, like Matthew's doing right now. Yeah, see, Dave, just look where Matthew's at. He's in my room right now. I'm halfway in the bathroom. How would I know he's in your room? Jesus. Yeah, I'm like because I told you. <laughs> I haven't so, been allowed in here last time, right, John? Yeah, I haven't you, been yeah. able to be in here with you and uh, your wife. I don't know. Yeah, that not- <laughs> that's your sister. Why do we always forget that? It's your sister, Lissy. God. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up. We're out of here. <laughs>